Welcome to Blockchain Recorded, the podcast for the tech curious, where we talk about anything and everything related to the exponentially evolving crypto blockchain and Web 3.0 space. Blockchain Recorded's mission is simple, to share knowledge and insight and help evolve education in blockchain fundamentals and decentralization solutions. We at Blockchain Recorded are not registered investment advisors and do not deal with financial or trading token elements nor offer any licensed financial services. The content of this podcast is provided for informational and educational purposes only, while the opinions of all parties involved are their own. I'm your host, Nina Tserer. I have a finance background, having worked on Wall Street and the pharmaceutical industry. After living in five countries and dedicating time to my family, I left the corporate world. Today, I work as a freelance consultant and am fascinated by the innovative space of crypto and blockchain, different ways of thinking, and the people that are making that happen. So let's talk blockchain. My guest today is Tali Rejun, whom I've hosted before on our show. Last time we talked about his fourth tech project and initiative. This time will be slightly different as I will talk with Tali about the development of Block Labs, his dedication to Web3 R&D, and a further dive into on-chain communication privacy. After finishing his doctorate, Tali established Block Labs and Fourth Tech and less than a year ago co-founded the show. Tali is also a guest lecturer at, in the Controli MBA program a blockchain Adria resident speaker, and a UNCE fact expert. Tali, welcome back to our blockchain recorded podcast. I promise to our listeners to be as objective as possible since we are co-founders of the show. Thanks, Nina. Good to be back. Let's briefly refresh our audience with your path up to today and what brought you to the blockchain Web3 space. I could say that I was always a tech-savvy person. Mm. Technology intrigues me. So already in uh, 1997, I built the first digital audio and video recording studio, which later evolved into one of the biggest record companies in the region. Mm. So all due to uh, our ability to record and produce digitally, because um, back in the day, new albums were, were recorded on analog tapes uh, and you could record only one band at a time. So, mm. yeah, but with a digital setup, we could record up to five projects a day. We were always first to the market. So this mm. was uh, our edge. Mm -hmm. um, we were later hammered by the hemp 3 though, but those were some fun times. <laughs> uh, in 2000s, I was focusing on HTML and uh, already discovering Google uh, SEO. Mm -hmm. We later evolved into Online Guerrilla, which is a full-stack online brand exposure agency operating since 2005 on the, until this day. In 2010, I co-founded an HR company that we expanded into six countries, employing over 1,200 people. And in 2016, I wanted to find a secure, private, and compliant data exchange solution for cross-border communication between our offices. We were dealing with sensitive employee data, and uh, email was just not an option. Mm. You would be amazed by the lack of options still available today mm -hmm. regarding these issues. So at the time, I was introduced to blockchain technology, and in a couple of months, I was hooked Wow. So digital recording. Um, and which region was this that you, you mentioned that you were? We were based in Slovenia, biggest. but uh, we recorded artists from Croatia, from Serbia, from Bosnia, mm -hmm. basically all the Balkan regions. Um, mm -hmm. So the Adriatic. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. So digital recording, SEO early on, co-founding an HR company. That's a pretty eclectic palette of experiences uh, emanating 
certainly an entrepreneurship streak. Um, so 2016 was the point where your path to Web3 and blockchain started, correct? Yes, yes. I was hooked by the ideology behind this open, democratic, permissionless technology. Uh, mm -hmm. The idea that you can just start building and deploying without permission, just wow, you know. Um, yeah. I'm a doer by, by nature, so when I have an idea, I go and I execute. <laughs> I always hated permissioned systems where there are boundaries, issues with permissions, because um, it blocks creativity and innovation mm -hmm. at the end. Mm -hmm. So the Web3 tech is amazing, but finding the right implementation that fits is a challenge. I found mine in on-chain communication. So after four years of development behind our wallet-to-wallet -wallet communication technology, a new privacy and security horizon opened with new possibilities that were uh, just not available before. We, were, uh, we already did an amazing job securing privacy in email and DChat communication compared to current centralized systems. But now we also know what the next challenges are. So this knowledge that we acquired during the, the last four years, I think is really precious. Mm -hmm. Given you have years of tech development behind you, who exactly is we when you refer to we? Um, how did you go about setting up your development team? Yes, we in this case is is uh, me and my and my dream team and your dev team. <laughs> is this mostly your dev team? Yeah. Dream team? So uh, um, I was lucky in this regard. Basically, I met Dennis in uh, November 2017, I think, uh, and mm -hmm. Andre joined us in the early 2018. Mm -hmm. uh, we launched mm -hmm. our first wallet-to-wallet -wallet data file exchange protocol in April 2018 on Ethereum mainnet. There were quite some experimental Web3 developments done from 2018 to 2020. Uh, we developed on-chain data notarization and uh, C-chain UNEC pilot that connects the X590 identity standard with an on-chain wallet. Mm -hmm. So Peter joined the third member in the dev team. Basically, Peter joined in early 2020s and made a great addition to the team. Um, so with our Ethereum D-mail, we managed to accumulate quite a user base until Ethereum transaction prices went up to unsustainable levels. There were no layer twos at the time, so we were searching for an alternative and start to develop the same solutions on Rust-based Edgeware substrate. We were always tackling with the messaging, on-chain messaging possibility until Solana. Uh, there were just no alternatives. So um, mm -hmm. for mm -hmm. the on-chain messaging that we had in mind that would be fully on-chain, um, the blockchains at the time were just too slow. Uh, so we were basically um, already Rust-versed from our uh, Edgeware build. So then Solana came and it was really a no-brainer. And uh, with the completed team, the development mm -hmm. uh started also on the DJET front, let's say. So mm -hmm. that's, that's, that is how we started and that is how we gathered and uh, formed as a, as a team. Um, just to clarify, you mentioned D-mail, D-chat, because um, since we previously also spoke uh, in, a, in an episode, are these new names? Because well, you mentioned before, 4DX, 4IM, rebrand or say rename. Yeah, it's quite simple if uh, uh, if could be explained. Basically, for the last uh, four years, we were developing uh, framework and protocols 
mm-hmm. for the Web3 communication. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, for example, uh, the 4DX for data exchange mm-hmm. is a protocol mm-hmm. uh, and a smart contract name mm-hmm. that is um, deployed uh, mm-hmm. and is, it creates the foundation for products such as, uh, let's let's say, Dmail. Okay? Oh, I see. I and see. then we have the 4IM, which is the instant messaging. Mm-hmm. The same, it's a protocol that is um, developed behind the product such as uh, DChat. I see. Yeah. I see. So protocol name versus product name. Yes. Yes. So it, nothing was replaced. It's it's still, you just uh, added the, the product names. Yeah. We are now at the stage that we are, we started to developing products mm-hmm. out of the technology. Can you briefly just guide us through the fourth tech releases again? Yeah, just to, to clarify, basically, Fortech is an end-user public blockchain platform developed mm-hmm. by Block Labs. The evolution reaches back to 2018, when the first beta or uh, 1.0 was deployed on Ethereum mainnet, proving our concept of secure, private, encrypted, wallet-to-wallet data file exchange protocol. The C-chain, uh, which is uh, enterprise HashNet-based DLT protocol, was... Um, the C-chain integration and network support followed in 2020s, which is now open to the public as a part of the staging environment, so anybody can go and test it. Uh, then the 2.0 update followed in uh, early 2021 that brought data notarization, upgraded on-chain identity, for wallet support for all Chromium and Firefox browsers, uh, and added Substrate and Solana blockchain support. Uh, so if we go a little bit, if we touch on the future, the coming 3.0 update, which is planned for the end of this year or the early, let's say, 2023, will be the biggest uh, where finally all the pieces will come together in a unified modern design power by state-of-the-art code and architecture. Very interesting. Um We all use free email and messaging services. Uh, In fact, we depend on them to be our main daily communication tools. Um, But clearly there's something broken here. Uh, Privacy is being violated. Our data is exploited. Actually, just just, just today I had a few phone calls, random phone calls from from different parts of the world, (laughs) Um, knowing that that's not a number that I know. So our data is exploited. What is the problem of the currently centralized communication and social systems? Yeah, so <clears throat> the internet uh, changed the way uh, we live. It opened the um, highway to unlimited communication and revolutionized access to information. But I think it failed greatly in regards to our digital freedom and privacy. Mm-hmm. So instead of providing a safe environment for uh, online communication, the internet evolved into a system of uh, centralized intermediaries, which enable mass surveillance, data mining, uh, to enforce intrusive ad campaigns or sell our data as they see fit. Mm-hmm. So, f- furthermore, I think that uh, current Web two services establish models that uh, prevents us from owning our data or, or our identities. So, the current model is just uh, not okay. No, definitely not. Um, most people might not even understand what is behind online communication platforms and social media today. Um, some actually may not even care, um, many who I've spoken to, which I actually find disturbing. What are your thoughts here? It's quite simple uh, in the end. 
but most people like you said don't understand it on or mm -hmm. basically don't care about it mm -hmm. uh, online free communication platforms which we use every day from social media to email services chats whatever are not quite that free okay mm -hmm. Uh, mm -hmm. The data in the form of um, data files or media files that we create is being used to generate significant insights for big technology companies and are being sold to the third parties uh, as they generate more profit than the underlying service cost. Mm. Okay, so this is one thing that, that, that we must be, uh, that we must understand. Mm -hmm. On the outside, the services are free or low cost, but we are paying greatly with the loss of privacy. Mm -hmm. So companies make revenues by advertising product to us, uh, many mm -hmm. products. We are just tourists visiting their closed ecosystems, creating valuable content for free and spending valuable time and money in the end. Mm -hmm. So we are tourists that can be banned or locked out of the services mm -hmm. at, at any time for mm -hmm. just or unjust reasons um, without any chance of an appeal mm -hmm. so we do not own our own identities we do not own our published data nor we don't hold any control over the services access uh, we cannot move our social accounts to the other platforms uh, nor we cannot not, not move um, our social network that we establish and create uh, mm -hmm. during the years so that's just the case in the current Web3 Web world. Um, how does a project like yours differ from the centralized platforms that you mentioned? Yeah, there are a lot of major differences. For example, we build an open code on decentralized public systems, 100% aligned with decentralized uh, ideology. We defend transparency, immutability, and uh, permissionless. Clearly, there are also big technological differences between us and centralized communication services. For example, we enable wallet-to-wallet on-chain communication that is end-to-end -end encrypted mm -hmm. and um, at its core prevents data mining, data theft, email spoofing, identity theft. Mm -hmm. uh, in the case of Fortech, the D-mail and D-chat onboarding requi requires no phone number or no email address. Mm -hmm. Your wallet represents your ID. Your wallet address serves as your email or chat contact. We don't want users' data and we don't need it. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. How further, so furthermore, how does a centralized platform work? The case is completely opposite when we are dealing with uh, centralized systems. Uh, the centralized messenger service, for example, mm -hmm. stores all of our data on their centralized servers. Mm -hmm. Okay, which are always one vulnerable to spoof that is single point of failure attacks. In the Fortex case, messages are temporarily stored on the Solana blockchain, never on any company servers. Mm -hmm. So there's the matter of uh, encryption. Fortex messages are end-to-end -end encrypted, where only user can decrypt them using his or her private key. In the case of centralized messaging services, in most cases, master keys Master private keys are usually held by the service if we are mm. talking about encryption uh, mm -hmm. encryption solutions. Yeah. So how do we enable full online privacy, uh, data and identity ownership? Is uh, Would you say that true online private communication is, is even possible? I would say yes. We solve it with encryption and decentralization. So it's, it's simple as mm. that. 
Okay. Um, so for four years now, we have been developing, developing building blocks and tools mm -hmm. for future Web3 communication. We are working on several different solutions, uh, decentralized digital identity, uh, wallet to wallet, end to end encrypted data exchange and messaging, data notarization and uh, decentralization of data storage. Uh, we already enabled uh, decentralized ID, decentralized mail, decentralized chat mm -hmm. and decentralized notary currently running on Ethereum and Solana under the Fortech brand, available and accessible to all. Okay, before I ask you details about your tools, how will Web3 be different compared to Web2 communication? Uh, and also maybe with respect to identity ownership? I think the main differences between Web2 centralized and Web3 decentralized platforms are in the model. Okay, The, the Web3 solutions are usually based on a paper transaction model. We, it, it is very clear to us that uh, whatever we do in the Web3 world, we pay a, trans a transaction for it. Mm -hmm. So where the centralized Web2 platforms are mostly free, but they come with a price of privacy and identity and, of course, ownership loss. So these are the two main differences, mm -hmm. I think. In the Web2 ecosystem, we don't, we don't own our identity. Uh, we do not own our published data, like we said before, nor do we hold any control over the access. There are also big technological differences, like I said before, end-to-end -end encryption. The core differences of, of enabling or disabling uh, things like data mining, data theft, and so on. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, anyone can already, you mentioned in terms of emails, can anyone start sending them? Um, meaning, what does a user need to know and do, even for someone who's new to the crypto wallet concept? Anyone could, could start to send or exchange emails uh, right now uh, using our, our Fortech services, uh, which are meant for the end users. Uh, only the wallet is needed. In our case, we had to develop a unique non-custodial multi-chain wallet that supports wallet-to-wallet -wallet data exchange. So users set up their wallets in any Chromium or Mozilla browser, log in to the user interface, and they're good to go. Naturally, some gas is needed to power the blockchain transactions. Uh, this depends on the chosen chain because there are multi-chain available. Um, yeah, so there's also a white label available for DAOs or other Web3 projects. Mm -hmm. so, so for newbies who are more familiar with, um, with the crypto protocols, wh where do you find this wallet to set up um, in the mentioned browsers? In our case, uh, it's uh, wallet links are available on fortech.io. Um, oh, okay, your webpage. Yeah, mm -hmm. of course, it's it's the same. The, plus, mm -hmm. we uh, we wrote all these manuals and uh, mm -hmm. recorded mm -hmm. videos. So mm -hmm. yeah, we'll 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 get to that. I'll actually I'll ask you about that. Um, when question in terms of using my email, my email username is usually my address. Um, how does this work in the case of uh, decentralized mail? Yeah, basically, your email address is your wallet account. Mm -hmm. You send your wallet account address to your friends who can then send you a email or a message. And it works similarly with messages. Yes. Yes. It works similar to messages. We are also working on uh, some options. So basically you could redesign your complicated wallet address uh, with some, uh, some unique nickname or something like that. Mm -hmm. Okay. So it will be easier and you can okay. use your name or uh, any, anything. 
so it's it's not you know a bunch of numbers and letters. Yeah, the long the long <laughs> snake of <laughs> yeah. of figures. As I understand, the goal here is to enable complete protection and privacy in online communication. So whether from service providers or competitors or hackers in general, to what extent does your approach solve online privacy in communication, including maybe data mining and data theft issues? Yeah, I think that we are 90% there. Um, mm. So let me explain. To achieve data exchange between wallets, there are several factors to consider. First, what to put on-chain and what to put off-chain. Okay. And second, mm -hmm. which chain do we use that will offer the best possible decentralization, providing security? Mm -hmm. And thirdly, how do we handle temporary storage of data or media files in the form of attachments that are exchanged between users, like in the no normal email or chat? Mm -hmm. uh, so in the case of Dmail, we already, uh, in the case of Dchat, we already explained that all the messages go on chain. Okay. Mm -hmm. But these are the messages. These are not attachments because we are very spoiled now. We are used to sending yeah. any, any, any type of media files, data files between, uh, between, uh, through any chat. Mm -hmm. But it, this is more complicated to achieve in the Web3 world. We are working on that solution. But let's just first explain the, the Dmail case. Okay. So, in the case of the Dmail and sending attachments, data files, media files from wallet to wallet, we developed two approaches. The GDPR compliant approach with a temporary centralized storage of a web or and a second option, Web3 approach with this decentralized storage. Mm -hmm. Okay, so to solve the matter of the GDPR and be compliant within the EU, the Dmail protocol uh, does not store any personal data on blockchain. This just cannot be the case. The data is uh, encrypted and temporarily stored off-chain, while the protocol records links only to encrypted files and hashes of the encrypted content on the blockchain. Mm -hmm. So basically, blockchain is used to exchange access to encrypted off-chain content in the form of data and media file attachments. So I hope it's not too complicated to understand. Mm -hmm. uh, even though we temporarily store exchange data, we cannot read it, manipulate it. It is end-to-end -end encrypted, accessible only to the users with uh, his or her private key. It's not a perfect solution, but at least a first step. Okay. Okay. So we are also working on a Web3 Dmail attachment data storage approach, where the exchange data and media files would be stored on a decentralized storage, temporary or permanently. Uh, again, accessible only to the user with uh, with his private key. Mm. So I think this will be a long-term solution regarding data file or media exchange and communication, these sorts of communication. So, yeah. So that was for, for Dmail. You mentioned briefly before Dchat. Um, and what about Dchat? Well, actually, let me ask you first, are you familiar with how ProtonMail deals with security and privacy? Um, because people are increasingly searching for, you know, better email options than Gmail, for example. And ProtonMail appears to be one of them. Are you familiar with their tech? Yes. Or, or does it come down to blockchain as the main differentiator again? It's basically Web2 and Web3. But yes, ProtonMail mm -hmm. is a good concept. Basically, it was an alternative to ad-based email systems mm -hmm. based on privacy and secure communication. In a lot of ways, it can be compa compared to our Dmail solution. We both use end-to-end -end encryptions and we both are open source. 
as they have been uh, on the market for many many years now uh, they offer better onboarding and can act more native to non-crypto users of course so fortech dmail on the other hand can come naturally to crypto users and communications is, is processed between wallets and onboarding can be quite challenging for a non-crypto user so mm -hmm. despite Proton Mail's privacy and security features, the main difference still resides in decentralization. Okay, so Fortech Dmail bases on transaction privacy and security on decentralized blockchains, whether the Proton Mail still relies on secure centralized servers. So I, I would say. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Okay, so now we can talk about DChat. <laughs> so we, we touched on that a little bit earlier, uh, mm -hmm. but let's just go over it one more time basically our sure. dchat pro is 100% privacy and security focused mm -hmm. so everything is on chain nothing is stored off chain mm -hmm. um, messages in the form of transactions are end to end encrypted and exchanged between solana wallets practically in real time uh, nothing is stored on company servers currently we don't support data file exchange or media files uh, within the dchat itself but we will enable this option when we launch a decentralized storage uh, solution. Okay. Because um, you must understand that um, we add the decentralized uh, storage service. There are additional fees to be to be executed and so on. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's a whole other question with the, with the monetization tokenization behind it. So we are solving that. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. But the users can currently send dchats using solana solana is for uh, for now only uh dchat is only for now only solana based um like for the reasons that i have mentioned before it's fast enough and the transactions are uh, really not expensive because right. one message one transactions one transaction and you can imagine that the cost would be must not be high yeah so expensive but secure ethereum versus low cost but less secure solana so first question how is solana less secure and second um yeah of course we all hear about the cost um but do people even realize the secure versus less secure factor i mean you know if, if ethereum gas prices are super high which they've been most people will just choose the cheapest alternative versus the less secure one what are your thoughts there yeah of course it it, it all depends on the use case um, mm. on the solution running on on the on chain so of course you know ethereum is uh, the most decentralized public network mm -hmm. and of course this has a price it offers the biggest security but uh, transactions are uh, higher the cost of the transaction is higher and the speed of the transaction ex execution is lower so on the mm. other hand we have solana for example where the Decentraliz decentralization is is lower but on the other hand the transactions are really really cheap but of course security is is smaller than compared compared to ethereum it goes both ways okay mm. so um, at the end it's a matter of preference and uh, preference of the user of course some some products some solutions are not running on on both chains but if we Let's say that we compare our Dmail, okay? Our Dmail mm -hmm. runs on Ethereum mainnet, it runs on Edgeware, uh, it runs on uh, Tolar, it runs on Solana. But let's compare Ethereum and Solana. If you are really decentralized sensitive mm -hmm. and you really want the best possible security that decentralization can offer you, then you can use our Dmail 
on Ethereum mainnet. And it will cost you between, depending on the attachment, the message length, everything, it, mm-hmm. will, it can cost you, and of course, the, the, the transaction price. Uh, at yeah. the time of the s- sending the email, it can cost you between 60, I don't know, and $150. Yeah, that can be a lot for some people. Yeah, but it all depends on the content that you that you send. Yeah, sure. The, the, how valuable the content is. Mm, but right. if you just want to send still secure, decentralized email choosing Solana, for example, uh, this will cost you quarter of a cent or even less. Yeah, like nothing. Yeah, so I think at the end it's a matter of user's choice and user user need. Okay. All right. Given with what the options are now, yeah. Um, what about attack scenarios? What could be on the line here? Um, I mean, we know that hacker. We know what hackers are after in financial services, for example. So I manage. I imagine that in your case, they could go, of course, after privacy. Yeah. It's, I would point out here that we are not a DeFi project. Uh, okay. In our yeah. case, smart contract security affects privacy in communication and not assets themselves. Mm-hmm. Communication, privacy, and security is in the center of our solutions. The Dmail and DChat architecture was built in such a way to prevent security breaches and uh, exploitations, fo- focusing on preventing data tampering. So in the case of Dmail, the possible vulnerability of a smart contract would be say the hacking of exchange uh, data files and sender identity theft. But the protocol was designed to permit changing parameters of received emails only to the receiver. So the sender identity theft is not possible due to validation of the send transactions. Mm-hmm. In the case of DChat, the possible vulnerability would be changing the existing messages, mm-hmm. uh, let's say, and, mm-hmm. and sender identity theft again. So Again, the protocol was designed in a way to permit the message exchange only to conversation users, you know. And because we have these strong tools of cryptography, Mm -hmm. private keys, and and this is quite straightforward. Mm -hmm. There's a a production version available, right, on your fourth tech website, um, more specifically on in app app.fourthtech.io. We'll also add this to our show notes, by the way, with multi-chain support. Uh, which network do you users choose the most? Yeah, there's a production version live supporting mm-hmm. Ethereum, Dollar, Edgeware, and Solana public chains. Most used are Ethereum and Solana, like we explained okay. before in the, mm-hmm. uh, in the yeah. cases. Right. Um, they're chosen by two completely different uh, users. The Ethereum users are willing to pay high transaction fees to benefit from Ethereum's decentralization mm-hmm. and security, while Solana users are not so decentralization sensitive, like we told before, and right, rather right. pay minimum transaction fees, fees mm-hmm. um, to use the service. Mm-hmm. We are planning to add layer two support for Ethereum users, mm-hmm. so they could choose to still benefit from Ethereum security, but pay, let's say, 100 times less in transaction fees. That would be ideal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what of we course, want. Of course. But this is still rather an open issue uh, as Layer 2s are evolving at light speed and we are still mm-hmm. waiting to see what would be the most viable option for us, whether we go with Arbitrum or some roll-up. Okay, Arbitrum. Yeah, we'll, see, yeah. we'll mm-hmm. see during this year, yeah. So this brings us to the cost. Um, how do you go about it, figuring that out? We made a lot of calculations. 
the, um, the okay. average person spends approximately or sends approximately 100 messages per day. Okay. Mm, okay. Uh, this is the this is the stats. Mm-hmm. So depending on the message length, the daily cost if if the user would use uh, decentralized chat, uh, we calculated that the daily cost would be between three and five cents of a dollar. Okay, mm-hmm. for a person, mm-hmm. which is uh, not free, but it's uh, it has its advantages. So mm-hmm. this is the case for the D chat on the Solana blockchain. Mm-hmm. If we are talking about sending emails, user layer two Ethereum, we talked with we already covered that. Yeah, uh, yeah. The transactions could be higher. Uh, when, yeah. between sixty dollars and up, and up. Yeah. <laughs> so if but if Solana is used uh, for sending emails, the cost is negligible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is here where so here Ethereum Layer Two comes in really handy. Mm-hmm. Uh, when integrated, it could lower the email transaction cost to under one dollar, I think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So let me state here that we are still charging no fees. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. The users only pay uh, for the network transaction cost for tech okay. does not charge any uh, any service fees okay yeah maybe in the future <laughs> maybe in the future <laughs> but for now yeah good to know so okay we've covered a lot about dmail and dchat both have a strong social component uh, we all use emails and messages to communicate voice calls so pretty much voice calls for quick conversations are less and less used, um, especially with younger generations. Video calls would be a different story, right? But as far as I know, we still use emails for more professional communication, while chats are more social communication-based or less formal communication. I'm sure that there are many dApps that need to add a social layer in the form of an on-chain chat. Have you have you considered this at all? Mm-hmm. Yes, Nina, you're correct here uh, with mm-hmm. massive com- communities emerging surrounding popular DeFi, nft gaming uh, mm-hmm. and other dao platforms uh, the need for social communication is increasing mm-hmm. so messaging is on the top of the list in regards to social interaction we type faster than we think mm-hmm. <laughs> but in the decentralized ecosystem you need a decentralized communication solution mm-hmm. okay we think of ourselves as a Web3 communication framework builders. So we have mm-hmm. created a suite of building blocks, a toolkit that every Web3 organization or DAO can use. Mm-hmm. We are developing an SDK software development kit that will enable Dmail and DChat integration directly into the user interfaces of uh, any partner project. Mm-hmm. Um, Fortech already enables user interface white label email and dchat integration so partner projects can already enable social communication within their communities so furthermore Fortech is developing a user interface white label staking solution uh, this is quite interesting that will empower erc20 based token standards to be used mm-hmm. as incentive drivers within the white label user interfaces mm-hmm. so partner projects will be able to use their own native tokens to en- enable additional features and community incentives within our white-label DChat email ecosystem that they will use or they are using. Okay, well, these are some strong user use cases that, that you went through. Um, we will include all of these links in the show notes, um, including, as before I said, I mentioned the links to Dmail and DChat manuals. Well, actually, you briefly alluded to them before. Let's talk more about Block Labs now. 
the ecosystem structure seems quite complex um, with what I've seen with so many solutions. Can we dive deeper here? And But maybe before you talk detail, just let us know first, what is Block Labs all about? Yeah, we have, we have some principles that we abide by. So we strongly believe in uh, online price, privacy, that online privacy is a fundamental right for every person. Mm-hmm. Um, secure online exchange uh, of data should be available to all, any kind of data. We believe in open source software as it brings democratization and contributes to the public good. Mm-hmm. Uh, we believe that users should be able to own their data or identities. So horizontally, Block Labs expands to service end users with its Fortech platform and on the other side, enterprises. So vertically, we expand into products, clients, protocols, uh, and modules. Mm-hmm. So products being uh, digitally de- uh, decentralized identity, the D-mail, mm-hmm. the D-chat, uh, the D-notary, for example. Mm-hmm. Clients being Fortech user interface, uh, wallet add-on, white label u- u- user interfaces. And so um, to accompany all that, we develop several modules such as tokenization and staking, uh, which can be implemented for enterprises or any Web3 projects as separate or standalone solutions. We are also working on enterprise-specific solutions, such as uh, X509 Digital Identity Certificate Interoperability. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, a lot, of, a lot of moving parts. That's a lot of moving parts, yeah. Can you explain the X509 uh, part? I mean, we've, we've historically talked about it in a, in a roundtable discussion last year, but, but let's just revisit it quickly. Yeah, the X509 digital certificate standard is widely supported across uh, Europe and the mm-hmm. world at the end. So when mm-hmm. using decentralized blockchain technology, uh, the organizations need to be able to identify and verify the recipients of the sent data or assets. So uh, Block Labs enables the connection of the off-chain X509 digital identity certificate with the on-chain decentralized identity, basically the, the wallet address, okay? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so the connection process is executed off-chain and managed by the organization admin so it can comply with existing online regulations. So this mm-hmm. is solution made for enterprises and um, organizations that need, to be, that need to comply with all the regulation and regulatory standards. Sure. What about data notarization? Um, is it comparable to data verification? Yes, basically it's the same. Uh, our protocol uses blockchain transaction file checksum to check mm-hmm. for potential data changes during the wallet-to-wallet D-mail data exchange. So this is used for in the D-mail data exchange. Mm-hmm. If one byte of the exchange data changes, the checksum changes and invalidates the transmission. Mm-hmm. So the protocol acts as a decentralized notary bypassing notary intermediaries and enabling automatic data source verification and timestamp. So again, this is a quite unique solution used for enterprise users or mm-hmm. end users uh, in, in any case. Uh, it's a part of uh, our UI, a part of uh, the D-mail. Yeah, mm-hmm. very, very ha- handy. What are the main notarization components 
can your denotary protocol that you mentioned replace traditional physical notaries? Um, for, for example, I, I just had to notarize something for, for an embassy visit, <laughs> a statement from my husband. It was such a pain with time and cost and, you know, finding a physical notary, getting there, et cetera, et cetera. Could this denotary protocol be part of our future here, despite actually already having e-notaries in some countries? Um, as far as I understand, there are some already that exist. Yes, but uh, again, si similar to... To other cases, uh, we are talking about Web3 notary mm -hmm. solutions that are uh, data verification based and uh, decentralized based. So they are more secure than, for example, a notary based on the Web2 um, infrastructure. Mm -hmm. um, so I think to answer your question, I think yes. So if you are talking about the core notarization part, then yes, uh, we can automate it. We can, um, we can bring it online. So first, there is, um, there's the identity part. When you visit the physical notary, you must mm -hmm. ID yourself. We accomplish that with an established on-chain identity. Uh, furthermore, the established on-chain identity can be linked to the off-chain X509 digital identity. So this is checked. Mm -hmm. So the second mm -hmm. part is the timestamp, uh, which is uh, recorded with the execution of the blockchain transaction. And the last notary notarization part is the transfer verification. So the originality of the exchange data, which is achieved with the file checksum sourced from the transaction hash itself. So all these uh, three uh, requirements are met. Uh, we can confirm the data notarization is valid and compliant. We are talking about simple, you know, notary processes, not mm -hmm. uh, when you go and you buy real estate and the notary sits with you one hour and reads the and checks mm -hmm, all the, the facts contract. yeah the, but we are this is this is good use case for and can be compared to the to the thing that you mentioned before uh, when you needed to verify the signature and so on yeah well that sounds like a practical solution to me um but as i alluded before I'm, i mean i'm not an expert in the current notary trajectory um and where it's going but um like i mentioned there are e-notary remote systems out there so meaning these are digital notaries with electronic signing and so forth i know the u.s has uh, started with with uh remote e-notaries around 2012 i believe in certain states so how how is your version of denotary different from the e-notary, not to confuse uh, the listeners, but um, from the electronic notary remote systems out there today? Is this again a centralized, would you say this is again a centralized versus decentralized notion? I think we are, we are quite similar in the first part where okay. the identity comes into play. Mm -hmm. Okay, I think uh, all e-notary solutions uh, establish your identity with the X509 digital identity standard, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. or let's say 80% of them. Okay. So this part is the same. Okay. But then you must somehow solve the the, the verification of the document itself yes. uh, between two parties. Okay. So mm -hmm. if I, I should send one very sensitive file to you, mm -hmm. how would you know that I didn't change it uh, or that not basically that it didn't change during the transfer. Mm. So this part we solve with the decentralization. Mm -hmm. Okay. So mm -hmm. uh, our notary solution enables users to verify that 
the files were not changed during the transaction. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay, and the blockchain uh, part, basically, blockchain transaction provides the timestamp, which is also important. Mm -hmm. uh, it's immutable because the blockchain transaction is immutable. Mm -hmm, right. So this 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 fits right right well. But I don't know how the e-notaries solve the. The, da the, the data exchange part uh, regarding the verification of the source. Mm -hmm. I don't know that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's shift. Um, enterprise Web3 adoption. Are we there yet, you think? We can say that blockchain has been acknowledged and mm -hmm. recognized also in the mainstream enterprise sector. So the tech has such unique features that just cannot be overlooked. I have read the PVC report from last year, which states that blockchain has the potential to boost global domestic product um, by $1.76 trillion over the next, dec next decade and hit mm. the mainstream by 2030. Mm -hmm. So the same report also points out that some 60% of CEOs are placing digital transformation amongst, among their top three priorities and that organizations have recognized the value of blockchain. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I think we are not quite there yet. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, digital transformation, that's uh, cer certainly a key word that we hear um, these days, even on mainstream media. And uh, of course, software engineers are in demand. It definitely pays off to be one of one these days. Um, how, how are you sought out? Um, in terms of your solutions, your tools? Do, do companies actually approach you directly? Yeah, we have been getting some interesting requests mm. for the adoption on different enterprise levels. The main issues are security and privacy in online communication. Uh, we had an interesting case not so long ago of an automotive company that wants to manage their off-factory production with tokenization. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So the subcontractors would be paid in real time as the parts are being made, which makes mm -hmm. sense. We are solving their case by providing a white label wallet and user interface and tailor-made tokenization model. But here it's all about the use case. You know, every enterprise should should find its own use case where it makes sense, where it makes sense to, to, to implement blockchain. You cannot implement it um, without any really good reason behind it. So if I understand, so Block Labs offers standalone solutions, so such as what you've talked about. So um, Dmail, Dchat, Dnotary, et cetera. Do you do tailor-made protocols? Yeah, we, we enable end users to use our uh, base products, uh, the wallet, okay. the ID, the Dmail, the Dchat, the Dnotary, using public immutable blockchains, while at the same time we offer enterprises the Web3 communication toolkit which can be adopted out of the box or tailored for specific use cases on public or private chains with no subscription or membership fees. It all depends on, on, on the company. Mm. And in the end, both user groups benefit from online communication privacy and protect themselves from data mining and identity or data theft. Yeah, sure, what sure. What is the goal here? Yeah, yeah. yeah of course. Um, you're Well, Talia, you're obviously a strong open source supporter. <laughs> Talk to us more about this. I know you're very passionate about this. Yeah, we believe in, on, in open source software. Therefore, mm -hmm. all Block Lab's major protocols are public. Uh, mm -hmm. Open source software brings democracy and the public good. 
Our solutions are developed from modules in which the source code is published under copyright holder license. Uh, the DMLD chat and denotary protocols are all released under uh, UPL open source license. While due to specific legal requirements and enterprise specifications, some parts of a wallet uh, user interface are re uh, released under a proprietary license. But yeah, we try to release 90% of everything that we do open source. Mm -hmm. So I imagine that, well, onboarding is always the, the hardest thing to do, right? And so in terms of embracing Web3, I think people have a hard time embracing the concepts of Web3 and also just all the unknowns that, that it will bring that are not obvious now. There are wallets and there's private keys and then there's tokens. Um, could be very confusing to, to people who are not familiar with any of this. What are you doing to bridge this gap? Yeah, we are approaching this from different sides. First, we have enabled the staging. Uh, mm -hmm. Staging is an environment that clones the production environment and enables individuals or organizations to test drive the solutions before onboarding. Mm -hmm. So it serves as a free pilot platform and, uh, and is op open to the public. Users can use Dmail or DChat with testnet tokens, uh, so to somehow replicate the experience and, and learn the ropes, as, as we could say. We are currently working on a white label Dmail and DChat adoption campaign. Partner announcements have been already made with uh, Universe Finance and Spartan Protocol. And I can reveal that we are talking with um, some 10 other interested parties. Mm. Yeah, so um, basically two two step approach uh, mm -hmm. on our side. Yeah. We already mentioned the white label adoption possibility for DAOs and other web3 projects. Can you explain more in detail how does this work in practice? Yeah, okay. So we are executing white label deployments on the basis of the partner project community volume and uh, evaluation. Uh, so after establishing contact, finding the right adoption model and sorting all the design details, the implementation should be done in less than three days. Uh, so very, very quickly. The mm -hmm. user interface wallet and platform design is made exclusively for the white label solution and uh, is merged with the partner brand by color customization, brand adjustment, custom logos and so on. So I think that our white label solution can uh, really enable community Web3 communication layers for uh, Web3 projects, can secure the, um, and enable end-to-end -end encrypted communication for the communities within these projects, mm -hmm. uh, can also add utility to partner project native token with the staking protocol that is coming later this year, can also add or secure additional fee revenue for the partner platform. There are some sorts of tokenization options that can be applied here. Mm -hmm. I should also say that uh, due to our fast deployment, uh, you have the advantage of the fast time to market. All, all of our white label solutions are multi-chain with Ethereum and Solana out of the box with the option to support all Ethereum Polkadot-based networks. So these are, let's say, the, the main things Maybe um, just to clarify further, we, there are three major components, mm -hmm. like a user interface wallet, 
which is Chromium and Mozilla-based add-on with custom logo and color integration, user interface platform, uh, web-based, customized client, uh, and uh, with products that can be chosen from either Dmail, Dchat, mm -hmm. with, the, uh, with the denotary, or just Dmail or just Dchat. Mm -hmm. So partners can choose. Mm -hmm. So to enable multi-chain adoption and bridge the gap between cross-chain deployed protocols, uh, a unique wallet solution had to be developed. Mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. we get a lot of questions, can I use a MetaMask, can I use Phantom right. Wallet? Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, we will also enable that solution later this year, but at this stage it's still uh, more stable, more secure, basically more compatible with our technologies our own wallet okay mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. uh, okay with a single purpose the non-custodial wallet wallet framework that we developed it's called four wall mm -hmm. serves as a multi-blockchain gateway and unique tool for white label user interface platform access it enables partner projects to adopt our multi-chain communication solutions and bridge a gap between Ethereum, Polkadot, and Solana-based network, while still mm -hmm. having the option to include their native Ethereum-based uh, tokens as an incentive. Okay, Because mm -hmm. it's really hard to gap this cross-chain uh, world. Okay. Okay, we, on, on, uh, on one hand, we use, let's say that the partner project chooses to use Solana blockchain okay, for their, for their uh, community. We enable sure. the DChat, uh, with the Solana, uh, on the Solana network within the user interface white label, but they use an Ethereum-based ERC-20 token mm -hmm. and they want to incentivize the users. So the only, one, the only way to solve this is by using our unique wallet, mm -hmm. okay, because okay. it's multi-chain. On, mm -hmm. on one hand, it supports, it supports um, Solana sold tokens to, to power the Solana transactions within the DChat that they're onboarding, Okay. On, and on the other hand, it must also support their own native token to be used in uh, for incentives within the white label platform. Okay. Or there are a couple of options, or to to unlock some additional features, or it, it's a matter of of a request, basically from the partner. So yeah, the wallet is a specific, unique solution that supports all Chromium and Mozilla-based browsers. And mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. onboarding requires no email or phone number. So the second white label component, the user interface platform, serves as an onboarding hub uh, accessed by the user via uh, the wallet. Mm, it connects and holds all the deploy products, protocols, and services under one ecosystem, um, giving the user all-in-one access. Mm -hmm. So yeah, there was a major breakthrough in 2021 when the 2.0 update of the user interface platform was uh, was mm -hmm. uh, released. Mm -hmm. uh, we rewrite the code base with TypeScript and um, did a crucial performance upgrade from Vue 2 to Vue 3. So yeah, this is technical language, yeah. but yeah, <laughs> we, we did a lot of things that uh, we ensured the stability and um, uh, and performance. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I won't pretend I can go there because I, I don't fully grasp um, the, the technical parts. But as far as I can comprehend, you've you've developed a suite of dApps, uh, right? So basically a toolkit that enables end users, DAOs, uh, Web3 projects, 
uh, maybe even regulated enterprises, right? So to use, as we've said on and on, private, secure D-mail and D-chat uh, tools accompanied by on-chain notarization and digital identity that can all be connected to off-chain identity, right? So by using encryption and decentralization on public or private blockchains. Did I, this is a mouthful, <laughs> trying to collect my thoughts. Did I phrase this right or did I maybe forget something? No, you, you, you phrase it perfectly. <laughs> so there, <laughs> there, are num <laughs> there are a number of solutions that uh, had to be developed in parallel, mm -hmm. uh, such as staging environment, staking protocol, and so on. But you managed to include all the relevant ones. So yeah, yeah okay, without getting <laughs> really technical. So I can't go actually also without touching on the sheer size of your documentation. Uh, the wiki is just never ending. There are, you have papers, articles, all systematic, consistent. Tell us more about that. We take pride in our docs. Mm. Uh, I think that the tech that is being innovated here needs a good, strong written framework. We've approached this by creating two types of content. We use Medium to publish articles focused more on less tech-savvy readers. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We try to include tech clarifications, manuals, notes. On mm -hmm. the other hand, we are years in development of our wiki pages, uh, which are more focused on developers. We mm -hmm. also tackled with a couple of research papers, all based on Web3 communication. Yeah. Do you know how many pages, or have you counted the pages that you've that you've made? I think we lost count at 500 on Wiki oh. site. I think. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah. So, uh, Tali, where to next? Um, your roadmap is always full, and where do you find the strength to continue all these years? Yeah, we have been here for a long time. We sometimes get some strange qu questions from the community. Why do you keep oh. developing? I really? Think, yeah. I think to myself, uh, when we stop develop developing and innovating, we are giving up because sure. this space is undiscovered. We barely mm -hmm. scratch the surface. Mm -hmm. um, the fundamental values of decentralization are just too important for the world not to be explored. Mm. Yeah. So this is where I find my strength to continue. Currently, we are working on user interface platform 3.0 update. Let me just say that the interface will be amazing. Mm -hmm. We have these design partners that are called the Dove team. Mm -hmm. They did the Fortech IO design. Also, they are, uh, also, the news templates are theirs, including all the amazing videos. Mm -hmm. um, they have really stepped up our game. Mm -hmm. I think that the platform 3.0 design will be the next level in Web3 design and functionality. So Very the 3.0 cool. update will overall bring... Uh, design unification, uh, staking that will enable Dmail and DChat, takes discount activation, feature right to access and so on. Mm -hmm. uh, with countless um, additional features accompanied Dmail and DChat, we really try to come as closer as possible to bring together the experience from the chat, for example, in the Web2 world mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and to really come together with the experience on the decentralized uh, experience of the decentralized chat, you know, with all the features of the um, simplifying the blockchain accounts, like we talked before, with all the additional features of, on the chat regarding uh, chat archives, a lot of things. Yeah, well, I think this could be a separate episode. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Also, a big part of the 3.0 update uh, 
would be the platform front end and back end mm -hmm. uh, separation. So this is done to achieve the first steps toward platform decentralization and enable front end integration for other partner projects. Okay. Um, because now a white label is active, white label is being used. But can you imagine that you could integrate the DChat in any wallet or any blockchain game like natively? No? That, so, that would be amazing. Uh, yeah. yeah. So I believe that the social layer is becoming a thing in NFTs, blockchain, gaming and DeFi. So we must enable all possibilities for other projects to adapt our tech. Mm. Mm -hmm. With the front and end back platform separation, uh, I think we'll we'll do just that. So we are also a part of a partner DChat project that okay. will blow your mind. I oh, think. really? <laughs> <laughs> it's using our tech, uh, but adding a bunch of killer features uh, not seen by now in the Web3 world. So that's that's all I can reveal for now. Oh, that's all you can say for now. <laughs> yeah. You can't tell us yet. Yeah. Well, we'll definitely uh, have to do a, a part three then. Uh, have you back? How can Italia? How can people reach you to see what you're up to? Because there's so many things that you're talking about, um, and also find your work and and to talk to you. They can always DM me on Twitter. Okay. Mm, it's at uh, Tali Rezun, my name. Okay. Uh, or send me an email. We ah, just, okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we just launched a Fortech Discord for those who wish to be involved and join mm -hmm. the community. Mm -hmm. We strongly en encourage anybody to join, to help in some way, to engage. Um, because we had a lot of questions. How can I help? How can I? You know, it's, it's uh, of course, asking is nice. Yeah. But engaging yeah. is another story. Right. So right. Uh, we really st stimulate people to engage, to to help on any level. Mm. So we are present on Discord. I think five admins are are more or less there. Mm, okay. uh, yeah. So yeah, anybody welcome. Well, perfect. And just to let everyone know, we will again we will include Tali's uh, Solana Dmail and DChat wallet address in the show notes, uh, including the link to Dmail and DChat user manuals. So if you wish to chat with Tali, you can learn how to use this new technology. Um, Tali, I mean, what can I say? This has been amazing. What an upgrade from last time. You know, my learning curve with you is always steep. And I'm not just saying that as your podcast co-founder, I, I honestly mean it. I mean, I've, I, I learn a ton every time I speak with you. So, and I'm sure our listeners as well. Thanks, Nina. Really my pleasure as always. Uh, and thanks for having me on. Absolutely. And um, would love to have you back. Great. Thanks. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks again to our guest, as well as thank you everyone for listening. Thank you also to the Barian Music team for providing their music. You can check out their latest album on barianmusic.com. You can find all supporting information on our website, blockchainrecorded.com, and listen to us on Google, Apple, and Amazon Podcasts, as well as Spotify, Radio Public, and Stitcher. Stay healthy, help out those less fortunate in any way you can, and tune in next time.